Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you, as always, is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Tonight's guest I met maybe about a decade ago, okay? I was at this crossroads in my life, okay? I was leaving the public school system, and I was going back to what I loved, and that was serving coffee. I worked at Java Man here in Country Hawken when I was 16. I was like, you know what? I'm going to sling some coffee. I'm going to get myself up in this business, Okay? So I, I applied to a bunch of different places, and Nordstrom answered the call, you know? And I enjoyed this this time here because uh, I got to, you know, meet new friends, right? And in some cases, there was some people who I weren't yet friends with, but I'd see them walking about doing their thing and just having a certain way about them, you know, this this uh, sense to, to fashion, to art, to live in life, to not letting people, like, you know, walk all over them. He had this, like, panache. That's something I like to call you know, people time to time, you got a little bit of panache, you know, because you stand out above the crowd. You're somebody's different. So naturally what I did was start giving out free product to him to lure him in to be my friend because, uh, you know, what, what other better way to somebody's heart than sugar, okay? And coffee, because look, I love coffee, okay? Coffee's actually been proven to be good for you, okay? So get yourself a cup for this podcast. But when, you know, we start talking and becoming friends, I was very pleased. And we had maintained contact, I guess, through social media. And I thought he'd be an excellent guest to come here on the show. With that being said, please welcome Andre Alexander. Hello. How are you, sir? I'm great. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. I'm glad it's summertime. So how long did you work at Nordstrom for? Can You you can talk about Nordstrom, right? You have any... Oh, yeah. I have no... I'm on no non-disclosures. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at Nordstrom for, what, about four years, and it's funny. When that I, was only four years you were there? Yeah. Wow. Um, I, think I, was been, there, I think I was there for about four years, too. You know what's crazy? So, been, you were, so you were with me. I was thinking about this. Um, like, uh, Just get a little bit closer to the mic. Oh. There you go. I was thinking about this today. I was just like, man, what am I going to talk to him about? And then I thought, oh, my God. He, he shares one of the most post-traumatic uh, stress moments of my life, and that was meeting Lindsey Pierce. Oh. Okay. Lindsay Pierce, for the people out there, I've never <laughs> talked about this actually in 197 episodes, okay? Lindsay Pierce scared me, okay? She might have been younger than me, okay? But she was the head lead manager at Nordstrom. And she had this gravitas about her where she would just, she was like a little Napoleon in a way. She used to yell at me because of stains on the marble outside Nordstrom. And I remember one time being like, yeah, it's marble. It's the it's the cut of the marble. It's the black cut of the marble. We ta- She's like, yeah, but I want you to clean it anyway. I want you to clean it anyway. She was like the beginning for me being introduced to the long-term effects of people who take um, like uh, medications. Like I thought she was on Adderall or something. She definitely I used to give was. her like seven shots. And it's very rare that I, I say somebody's name like on the, on the podcast from my past. But God, I hope, Lindsay Pierce, if you're listening to this, that you change your ways because you were purposely – Evil to people. She definitely was six shots in by you know like saying? eight a.m. It was really. I, I would make it for it. It was eight shots of espresso, sugar-free vanilla shots, maybe six pumps, and then filled to the top with non-fat milk. Mm. 
Yeah, and then like sometimes she she would ask for a double, and she'd be all wired up, just like getting all you know freaky. You mean the first eight shots didn't get her where she needed to go? The first eight shots didn't get her to where she needed to go because then 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 I started noticing because like you know I was also in charge of her addiction, you know, and when you become in charge of somebody's addiction. You know, you learn a lot about them. For people who sell drugs, you know what I'm talking about. But I was selling coffee. And when you sell coffee to people, they're going to wait in long lines no matter what. They're going to sacrifice themselves in the morning to get it. They're going to do whatever it takes to get that cup of joe. So I would notice these things about her. And she would, like, click her, like, like lips. And, like, cl- like I would hear her jaw, like, clicking back and forth. Oh, she was, she was really strung out. I just thought she was on Adderall. I was like, she's yeah, yeah. definitely... Yeah. And that was my first experience. I mean, a decade ago, I remember it like really like coming into the. I remember it being a party drug. I think in the mid thousands and stuff. But that's when I realized that people are going to be taking this for a long time. But what does Adderall do? What is it? Oh, it speeds you up. If you, so, if you have okay, so if you do technically need Adderall, it makes you focus. Like you and I are focusing right now normally. Okay. But if you don't have attention deficit disorder and you take it, it's like taking like you know an eight ball to the head or like you know like doing a whole bunch of like speed or something like oh, that. And uh, it's just not natural, you know? And then there's so many people I know now that are on it that it does work for, but at the same time, it's also like, Jesus, man, what else are we going to put inside of our bodies? Oh, my gosh, yeah. I... Ooh, nah. Yeah. I was thinking about normal speed. I don't think I can handle that much back and forth in my mind. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like it is. Like, I feel like I'm going at 100 miles an hour and then zoom, mm-hmm. I'm at zero. And I don't want to be... I want to be leveled i don't feel like with stuff like that you're leveled. you're like a more hybrid guy you like to be right in the middle yeah i need you like to to be relaxed i need to know also alert. i need to feel like i have control did you feel like you had control at nordstrom no and you're gonna die i felt like i was like part of like some sort of i i, I always think back to that upside down triangle remember like you were you're oh, the yeah. upside down triangle we support and we you. are going to yeah, come to our fashion shows that double <laughs> As, remember, like, they were, like, rallies, you know? Yeah. I felt like I was at some sort of, like, you know, uh, demonstration. It's funny because it's it's one of those type of companies that is, like, so heavy in the culture of the company. Yeah. Then when you go work at normal places, it's like, oh, so people don't live, breathe, and eat their job. Like, they go home at night, and they leave the job at work. And I think with that type of culture, you you're all about your job. And I felt like when I worked there, I used to just be all about Nordstrom. It was like, bring it in. Like your job. Is- yeah. You were good at it. I remember like, okay. So you were a personal stylist, right? I did shoes. So, so you rose and rank, right up the ranks. Yeah. The pro- yeah. Right away. You but know? you become all about it. Like you're like, yeah. Oh yeah. Cause my discount mm-hmm. and my this and my that. And I need to, buy I gotta this. get it. I gotta get it. I gotta I'm get, a- you know what? You know what? I still have to this day. Spice bomb. You remember spice bomb? Oh, I do. Yeah. I still wear it, but I only wear it in the winter. You can't wear it in the summer. Cause it I, don't, it don't work. Off. What was his name? Victor Roth makes Spice Bomb. I remember the first time I smelled Spice Bomb, I was just like, "There's, I've never smelled anything like that on Earth. So I shouldn't talk too much shit on Nordstrom, you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, it was just a weird experience. But I met a lot of cool people, you know yeah, what I mean? same. You know, it's Hans, uh, Josh, Isaac, you know what I mean? Like, Kenny. I felt you know? like we were there. Like, I always say this because I was there recently and I was like, it's just weird here. Yeah. Uh, but I felt like we were there during like their last golden area. Like yeah, now, because now it became very like uh, let's get, let's buy it on the web and then show up and purchase. Yeah, it, you know? like I think when we were there it was like the last era of it just being like I come in to buy stuff, and I felt like when I left and I would like go through the mall once in a while, people would just be like, oh, it's not the same at all. It's just no one comes in here. They don't even make you wear suits anymore and shoes. I was like, oh my gosh. So 
Um, but yeah, you're, wait, they don't make you wear suits no more. No, they can wear like a sweater and pants or whatever. It's real relaxed. Really, it's a deuce. My uh, gosh, a real man. deuce. It kind of blows my mind, dude. Like, uh, I guess we did work there in the heyday, man. Yeah, man, I hated my boss there too. The other guy, Michael Curtis. Sorry, buddy, if you're listening to this, but you put me through hell too as well. <laughs> I I kind of get it now that I'm a dad. <laughs> Because, like, you know, you were, you, you were like, a, you know, a young dad, I guess, you know. You had a young wife and you had kids and shit and, you know, I didn't get it. But, you know, you were still a dick. And, um, you know, if you want to chat about it, you know the, where to find me, you know. <laughs> but I think we should, we should open up our own business, bro. <laughs> you know. But uh, I made lots of good friends. You know, Candace. Remember Candace? Cand- I used to love working with Candace. She served the coffee, like, right in the front. I feel like trying to like visualize well you guys worked there it was just a fun time like i would love going to the e-bar it was like yo and you two also know about this remember adam yes dude let's talk okay when we talk about individuality and people who are walking you know at a different speed adam (sighs) and god i'm sorry i forget his last name he told me at one time but uh adam is a rocker he's maybe six three he looks like he could be in Howard Stern's band. Literally. Wears all black leather. Walks through the mall. He's probably still doing it right now. He's, He's pro- probably walking by my former store, <laughs> 62616, right now. I, a real life character, just looking like he's on his way to a concert at all times. Dude, he used to like come in, like there'd be a line on Saturday. Uh-huh. And he'd come up, yo, bye, fucking like and curse like in front of these customers, you know. Oh my he had a really bad potty mouth, and I was like, look, you can talk whatever you want, but you just can't say the f word, you know. And he used to drop the f bomb all the time in front of customers, make them feel uncomfortable, and it was really awkward, man. Especially being the manager, you know what I mean? Like trying to like. I felt like he was stuck in like the rock era of 1978. He was. And- he was still in Sam Goody buying the tapes, you know, like. <laughs> But there's so records. many, there's so many crazy moments in that mall, man. Like oh just my, to me, it just I haven't thought about him in years. So you got that job when you were like right out of like, like you were like in your early twenties, right? No, I, so I started right before I was twenty, and the way I wanted to work in Nordstrom is because I was in school in North Carolina, and then after year two, they ran out of financial aid, they had no money. I was like, well, I'm not going to pay to go here if I was on a scholarship. So I came back, I took a semester off, but in the process, I was like, I'm going to transfer and finish. I have a degree Mm -hmm. in communications. Nice. So when I took that semester off, I started applying for jobs. And one of my friends was like, you should apply for Nordstrom. You have retail experience. I was like, oh, they're not going to hire me. I'm too young. And I happened to put the app in. They was like, come up. We want to meet you. So I went and I had like, oh, I had one of the best managers. I loved Vicky. Yeah. Ah, like one of the, Mm -hmm. just, I loved Vicky. Like seriously. Um, She's just one of those people that you like. You you know you meet certain people you just remember them for just being for, a good spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's her. Um, but yeah, I went. They hired me like that day, and I was like, okay. Yeah. And I was there, and I was I was just in my head. I was like, this will just get me back on my feet. You know, I'll be able to make a little money. And then it was like, no, you can actually do really well here. So and you did well for yourself. I did right? really like, for well a young there. kid. Do you mind telling me how much you were making there? I probably was making between I was like nineteen twenty, making like sixty to seventy thousand. That's what's up. Oh, it was so what we so like uh, being that young with all that money. Okay, like what what's going through your mind? I just want all the clothes. That's why you were walking around like you owned that joint, man. I remember <laughs> thinking like, what's what's he got going on that he's just so happy, man. I just feel like that's crazy. That I, you made that much money selling women's shoes. 
literally, I was like that's crushing nuts. it. And that's how I became a top seller. And I was a pace setter and I got the discount. And that made it worse because my discount changed. And then once I started getting 33%, it was like, I want everything. Yeah, 33% is what I got for <sighs> being the, yeah. Was once nuts. I got it, I never lost it. Ugh. Did mm. you also get free food from the... Did you get free food from the cafe? No, I wasn't. I didn't really have too many people. I was tight with at the cafe. That was yeah, back when I was hard, man. when I was they skinny and I could just eat anything and never gain weight. Yeah, not the same. No. Yeah. So I'm at the gym five days a week. That's what's up. You like going to the gym? I, I love just uh, joined a new gym. I was at the Plymouth uh, Rec Center for better part of a year, and okay. then I switched out because it was it's it's fairly expensive. And now I go to Superfit here in Country, and I love it because it feels like I'm in some sort of. Uh, Sylvester Stallone film from the 80s. Nice. Like it's, uh, you know, <laughs> Rocky Three like type vibe. I but go to one of those corporate gyms. It is good, though, to to just move your body in general, man. Like yeah. People who are suffering who can't, you know, just do it. Just get up and move. You feel oh, so much better. I you like do You like kettlebells, right? I think I saw you. I do kettlebells. kettlebells. I do like free weights. I do it all. I work out mm-hmm. five days a week and it's. Like strength training, cardio, high intensity every time. You it's like hit? awesome. Mm-hmm. What do you do for hit? I like so it's a it just depends on the day. Um, I do a lot of squats, but I'm like I do a lot of things where it's like I focus on isolating muscles. Mm-hmm. So like I'll do different workouts that work on that. I I can't have the gym not be in my life. It's like yeah, one of those it's things. good. It's yeah. good for per, like for the the thing for me that I found with it because I never worked out for years and then I joined like a, like maybe two years now. Mm-hmm. You never, you never realize how much your body needs it uh, emotionally and like physically and mentally. You know, it, it helps you, helps you get through. If you just sweat, even if it's a light sweat, you know, just going. I think moving. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I there. If I don't go for like t- more than like three days, mm-hmm. I start to feel like I'm going crazy. I'm like, no, nah, I, I gotta get. You a gotta expel in. that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I got my bag in a car. Nice. Yeah. I, nice. I it it helps me to balance. Like if I know I had a really bad day, I'm like, let's just take the shit out in the gym. And I go now, the gym. do you uh, do you start off with cardio? Or just go right to no. Hit? I usually start off with like fifteen. It depends on the day, but I usually do like fifteen minutes of cardio, do something that gets me going, and then mm-hmm. from there, if it's like a buys and try session, it's all about the arms. If it's the legs, I don't really do leg day because I work out my legs so much mm-hmm. that I just skip leg day because. If I keep doing leg day, my legs are already really big. Yeah. So. You, you, okay. So it's a podcast, so we can't see him. But oh. if you don't know Dre well, he's got like superhero like legs. Okay. These things right now have their own real estate here in the lounge. They you need know what to I mean? be insured. That's for your. That's what I want to go for. <laughs> That'd be the best. <laughs> insured. But I, I love going to the gym. I tell everybody go. Even if you go mm-hmm. walk and ride a bike, whatever. Just, just move. do something. Yeah. yeah. Move. Mm-hmm. It definitely helps. Um. But no, when I left Nordstrom, it was like no turning back. And I think for me. Yeah, so where did you go after you left there? I left Nordstrom. Nordstrom didn't want to promote me anymore. It was like they just wanted to keep me in shoes. And it was like, I, this doesn't work for me. I'm one of those people I have to keep growing. So I ran into a friend of mine and she was she used to work at Nordstrom. And she mm-hmm. was like, oh, my company's hiring. Da, 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 da. And I was like, what type of company? She was like, yeah, it's a real estate firm. They do property management and you can lease apartments. It's like. Uh, I make really good money where I'm at. She was like, you would make really good money here. Mm-hmm. So I went to the interview by chance and then met them that Friday, that Monday, they hired me. You had that same luck. And it was that it was out of nowhere because it wasn't something I was looking for. I just knew it was time. And I gave them notice and they freaked out. They were like, oh, wow. Is it? I was like, nah, I'm cool. And they mm-hmm. tried to promote me the day they gave me the day I gave notice. And I just was like, I'm not interested. So, um, yeah, and I got in that field. I never looked back. 
So I've been doing real estate almost eight years. And you like you love it. Ah, mm-hmm. it's life. Even though it drives so me crazy. So you live in the city? Yeah, I live. Um, so I board. So I was living downtown. For all the ones that don't know. And then I left downtown and I went and lived in the New York area. So I did a project out mm-hmm. there. Um, and then now I live in Mount Airy. Oh, nice. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, Mount Airy is pretty cool. It's I like the neighborhood, but the house shit. What's up, your house? Is it in trouble? No, it's not that. It's just it's a lot of work. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Tell me about it. It's the worst, dude, because it's just like, man, when you rented something, it was like, please just come take care of this. And yeah. We'll be taken care of. It's nice. But when you got to take care of yourself, oh, it sucks. And I, I had a hole in my roof this winter. It's uh, terrible. And uh, I'm like good at like, you know, creating things artistically. I'm not good, you know, with fixing holes in my roof. You know what I mean? So yeah. had to pay for that one. And it is rough, you know, but uh, it's yours. Mm-hmm. It's yours. Yeah. It's mine. It's a uh, it's a lot of fun to sell it and then you know I, I mean buy a new house that's like perfectly structured. They're building all these new houses in Plymouth Meeting, uh-huh. so I live out there. They're okay. like getting rid of like the ranchers and they're just building these like almost like micro machine toy houses. Uh-huh. They look like they're out of like a Pixar film. You know what I'm talking about? Like these <laughs> like, Lego blocks. I wish I had a picture of it right now, but oh, I don't. Gee. But it, it's odd, and there's also like odd window placement. You know what I mean? Like, what's up with the windows being all over the side of the building? It's so interesting, I think, with architects. Who's your favorite ar- architect? I don't know if I have a favorite. I, you know what I think, it, what I was going to say is that they'll design something and then the design comes to life. Because I dealt with construction. And you'll see something get designed and then you'll be walking through the final design. It's like, well, who thought this made sense? I know, right? Like, they miss, sometimes they miss a lot of times, actually, in my experience, they miss really common things. Mm-hmm. And they'll put a door in an odd place or they'll put a window and you're just like, you didn't think. Yeah, and what's up with that? Because they don't have their Adderall. They ain't got it. <laughs> Did you hear that story about that that lady that uh, duped everybody into investing in her company because she went to have some sort of blood test? What? There's a documentary on HBO. Like She went to have like an instantaneous blood test that could predict disease or cancer in your blood or something along those lines okay and it was all just a hoax i have i'll send you the link uh, everybody that's listening to the podcast probably knows her name but i can't think of it right now uh and it's just weird that people do stuff like that you know like build something that doesn't exist how or do you get to that point delusion <laughs> I, I think it's delusion it's it's definitely Gr- a grand delusion and it's like when people get that bug when they get that real delusion they go like chronically mad on it that's definitely something that has steps before you arrive there wow now i don't think you you just arrive at oh yeah i'm gonna do this some people just they never learn they never figure out their way and they just constantly make the same mistake over and over and over and over again you know and it's hard to help them but i think that the you know eventually their life story maybe they'll get there because a lot of times help is you gotta want help yeah delusional people Mm -hmm. don't think they need help so it's no, like, they don't. They don't. So it's real tricky with that because you'll know that they're like they're out there, but it's like they don't think <laughs> nothing's wrong. You're just yeah, like, that's the best part. Though I, I I've talked about this before here on the show. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to be able to do that just for a little bit, to not you know care for just a bit. You know, imagine just like going on your social media and saying everything you wanted, and then coming back forty eight hours later and be like, "Sorry, I was hacked." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just crazy. Um, I find that 
what's going on now with like social media and all that. It, it's just taking over in ways that um, it's changing everything, even the way you sell houses. It's infectious. And you know, mm-hmm. I would have never thought. So have, years- you, have you ever sold a house just online? Because like, has anybody done a real estate transaction just yeah. via the web? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's oh, crazy. numerous times. So that's just insane, right? Yeah, you people get, you get your commission. Just people rent. Yeah, people rent. I've rented to people. I've rented apartments to people that literally were like in China or Germany, and we do everything via the web. And then they get there and they're good. That's what sound. It's nuts. I know somebody that bought a house like that. They bought. What's your favorite like rental that you've uh, you've done? <sighs> Downtown. Mm-hmm. What's the most expensive? I mean, you can categorize them if you want, you know. I'll say my most expensive rental I ever done was ninety seven ninety five. It's mm-hmm. almost ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I did a rental that was like ninety eight hundred dollars. Um, trying to think, one of my favorite rentals. I've rented so much shit over the years, so many penthouses, <laughs> and um, oh, I I had a season where I just leased to like all the NBA players. Twenty fifteen. At least to like six or seven NBA players. That's what's um, up. And rented apartments to them, and I like rent. We had these penthouses that were like almost five thousand, and I rented one to one, and then I rented another one. I just was like on a roll. So that was a fun, oh, it was a mm-hmm. really financially good leasing season. It really was, yeah. So do you invest this money into the Andre Alexander brand? What do you do? It. What do you? So my next. So my next thing that I want to do in terms of this field, I want to really get into the investing, not like, you know, somebody says, oh, I want to flip a house, mm-hmm. not that type of investing. And there's nothing wrong with that, but more in the doing projects where it's like we can take this building, make something of it, sell it, mm-hmm. acquire, like get more into larger scale things. My thing right now is just finding the investor. Yeah, I find the investor. Maybe somebody right now is listening. Got it that could money. very well be. I you mean, know? don't forget I'm Andre Alexander. Um, but that's the next step. Um, I want to do things that deal with having assets and then things that we're just profiting off by doing the necessary steps and renovations and stuff. So, now, that, What would you call it? I I would call it A. Alexander A. Um, assets and Development. That sounds, that sounds yeah, about just right. Straight you know? to the point. Yeah, you know, carry the, carry the last name. Um, I think it'd be super dope. Eventually, I do want to just work for myself. Um, I love my job. Mm-hmm. I have a great job. Um, it does really well for me in all ways. But eventually, I just want to work for myself. I know. Um, yeah. It's nice when you work for yourself. Uh, you know, I... just get to the point where you need to be. Yeah. You know, and I'll put the work in. So I'm not one of those types that want to be like half halfway walking into it. No, I'll really do what I got to do. So what else? I mean, like, you know, outside professional career. What else have you been up to? What's going on? Well, I am going on vacation next week. Tell me about that. Where are you going? Ah, going to the best place in the world. My favorite place. Um, I'm going to this island, Curacao. So it's like in the Southern Caribbean. Okay. Right by Aruba. And this is my fifth time going. Fifth time. Wow. You've been there that many times? At this point, I need to just buy a condo. Yeah. You should just move there. I, retire there. It definitely, you know? I seriously would not have an issue retiring. If there. that's your spot, just go right there forever. I would just get like a really back. nice place, and I, that would be just where I'm at. I think I've never been somewhere five times. I've seen bands five times. Okay. But never, actually, I guess I went to California maybe five times, but not for a vacation. But if I was to go back to one place that I've been to, it probably would be. I really enjoyed my time St. Kitts in the Eastern Caribbean. Okay, I was stuck there 
for a while. I talked about it two podcasts ago. It's a great story. I won't repeat myself. Like, wait, how long were you there? Time. You got at least some of that. I was part. there. I was there for a week because I got Norwalk virus on a cruise ship, and they kicked me off. And I had to live on an island. And I read the paperwork, and it said, "Look, if uh, you don't feel good, you can still stay in this five star hotel until you get well." I mean, I felt well the next day after they gave me the shot, and I stopped with all the nausea, and I started partying. And then me and my roommate, we stayed there and had an adventure on the island for five five days, excuse me, four nights, you know, travel on the fifth day. But uh, I got a chance to, like, you know, party with, like, you know, the real people of the island and, like, nice. get into the fishing and, like, eat, like, you know, amazing fish, like, right out, you know, the water. And, like, it was just a good time. We rented some boats, um, some mopeds. And uh, I blew Same out of I, okay. the, the, the best part about the story is that like the I I got so ill on that ship that I blew blood vessel out of my eye, so like dude I my, my eye was all messed up. Everybody on the island for some reason paid me so much respect because of that. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but I felt like everybody like we were out like on the rocks like playing like drums like with like uh, like reggae music in the background. It was just amazing. Oh, thank you. People, they were awesome. Our taxi driver, Noel, he was the best. <sighs> he was the best. I went to Jamaica on my honeymoon, too, as well. Have you been there? I've not been to Jamaica. Mm. I've been to a lot of islands, but not Jamaica. You got to go there. You know what you it is? Go. I travel typically alone. Jamaica, I would want to go with friends. Okay, so this this is a great segue. Okay, so, like, what's going on right now in the Dominican Republic? What's going on there, man? I don't know. So I'm not going. Do you have, Do you have any thoughts about this? After the like second or third person, it's like okay, this is weird. Yeah, They're it's like gotta be like, up to a dozen now, at least. I think it's like twenty. Really? Wow. Every day, I feel like I see a new story, and it's like, and I, you know, I I read the New York Post, I read the Philadelphia Inquirer. Like I like to read news because I feel like it keeps the mind sharp. Every other day, it's like somebody else, somebody else dying, some weird thing. Oh, they what? found a cardiac arrest in their hotel room, and it's like I don't know, it's weird, right? Cardiac arrest means that you were poisoned. So, yeah, but you know, at the same time, it's like, okay, why aren't we getting a toxicology report? Why isn't there like, yeah. a, you know, what I mean, a proper autopsy? No one. It's has like all being that. swept under the rug too, and it's just like, okay, it's so we're just allowing that. that to happen. That's cool. But it's, I mean, if that can happen there, that means it could happen anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, why is it just happening there? That the fact that no, and it's like no one is even realizing it. If it's okay, so let's let's go over the possibilities here. Okay, so it's a person who's doing it. Okay. Oh, it's definitely a person. Two, supernatural force. Let's put that into the equation for some reason. Bermuda Triangle. Or three, it's more than that. And it's something that's like a controlled thing. They're testing. Like there's, It's just creepy to me that a citizen of the United States can just go missing or, you know, Mm -hmm. show up dead. And then, yeah, remember that before all the liquor stuff started, that couple from New York, Mm -hmm. they went missing and turned up dead. And it's so great. No one has said anything about a toxicology report. Nobody says anything. It's just like, ah, they're dead. And it's just like, wait, huh? Give me a little bit more detail here. Especially if they're having cardiac arrest and it keeps happening. So I read the news too as well. I like how you said about staying sharp. Love reading news. Checking my stuff in the morning with my coffee. Mm -hmm. Gotta do it. But when I heard about this, I, I just, you know, I just couldn't believe. It's definitely something fishy. Definitely, it's no way that this keeps happening, and then there's no there's Sorry. no answer. 
Um, it's very creepy. I, I remember, uh, I think it was the day, the summer solstice day. It was last Friday, and uh, there was all this crazy shit happening that weekend. Hikers going missing, uh, all this things at once, you know, and, like, this stuff's happening. And uh, I just think we're going crazy. I think uh, technology is completely obliterated. Like, there's nothing left of the, the previous life that we, we, we lived. It's just you, like you're you're a little younger than me, but you definitely remember a time when you didn't have technology in your life. Yeah, you oh, definitely. You know what I mean, and like, and those moments make us all just this. We're all the last of the. That's it. That, yeah, that that whole century, were the last reminder of life before everything took over. All the history that happened, you know. I mean, like thousands of years from now, they'll be like, that's the moment. When it all changed forever, man, yep. it'll never be the same. There are people listen, listening to podcasts in their car, you know, at work or, you know, hopefully in bed and we're putting you to sleep. And we and, you know, it's funny. We have all the technology. So it's like, yeah, we got the technology. But now it's just it's too much technology. And I remember as a kid when, too much when products would come out and I was always like really into like <laughs> just like modern technology mm-hmm. and things to come. And stuff will come out, and it was like we would crave more. Like, wow, you this is cool. right away, they yeah. come out with this, and it's mm-hmm. like you just gotta have it. Now we're what just. What was like, your first uh, dopamine rush of these said hmm. materialistic possessions? A few. I remember when I got a cell phone one time. I was in high school, and I got this cell what, phone. What kind did you get? Like a Samsung? Like, no, it was an LG phone. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's an LG phone, and it flipped open, and it had like two keyboards. Uh, it was yeah. like brand new. Oh, Verizon wanted like I, I missed those things, man. They were fun. Oh, uh, Verizon wanted like flipped open, like you're like you know. You had the big the camera Matrix. on the outside. You had the small camera on the inside. Yeah, and it was like, ugh. And it's crazy because we thought like 1.3 megapixels was it. Did you uh, play <laughs> video games? I. I did. I played my N64 a lot. Okay, I yeah. Think so as I, I got a little older. Well. Yeah. We had PlayStation. I, wasn't I stopped too as well, but I remember a, a, a very brief period of time being completely hooked to GoldenEye and uh, oh, Donkey Kong Country and, and all that. Those games. You know what My other brother game? and I. What was the guy name? What was his name? Duke Nukem? Duke Nukem, yeah. Man, oh, that, I fucking love that game. Duke Nukem was a lot of fun, man. Ah, that was a game. That, those, uh, those moments too were like, you know, I guess that was the beginning of it, I guess. When technology just started getting in our lives. But, but it still was simple. Like, yeah. even though it's crazy. It was simple we, then, yeah. It was, it was still simple. Yeah. It's like you played your technology. Well, it's, it, what happened was it was just like, okay, when we lost the ability to go out into the world right now, like you and I in this podcast, right. you know, and you're going to leave here and you're going to go home. Almost it sounds dangerous that you're leaving without your cell phone. Like, you need your cell phone right. to get home. I need my phone. Right? 20 so years like, ago. 20 years ago, no big thing. You know what I mean? It was just like, okay, and we, you know... I wonder, like, you know, what's the difference now, like, in statistics if, uh, you know, people who go missing now during the age or birth of technology versus, you know, 20 years ago when things were simpler. Like, um, it's just, it's odd. Frankly, I really think that we need to get away from it. Like, we need to get away from our phones in general, and it's really going to just screw everything over like a Black Mirror episode. And it's crazy. You know, it's so wild that you said that. 20 years ago, you could just go use a phone booth. Phone booths, man. Let's talk about phone booths. Let's talk about the art of getting into the booth, okay? If you showed a phone booth to a kid today, they, they wouldn't know how to get it in. They wouldn't know how to get in. They wouldn't uh. understand that door because that door represents also another generation lost the 1940s, 50s. You know, hey, I'm coming home. I'm late for supper, honey. Here I come. 
You know what I mean? Like all that shit. So it's also a sign of the times, it's as crazy. as Prince said so so well. But I really think that you know it's just it's getting you know more and more prevalent. You know, it's in our lives. It's, it's not like going away, and it's just it's just very alarming too. Even like when, when you and I worked at Nordstrom's. It was the beginning of like the cell phone really just taking over yeah. the craze. Remember there'd be lines like like to get any product like back in the day. Yep, like, if it was hot, people were in the store. They wanted to be man, they wanted stuff to be is wild in person. Now everyone mm-hmm. is so removed. It's it's just a, a crazy world that we've entered. And know? it's it's like as if now tech it's required. Like where this technology was optional, you could still get around, like whatever. Mm-hmm. If you're not into when it was like in the nineties. It was like, yeah, we have technology, but you can still stay simple. If you stay simple, yeah. Now, no, it's like you got to have this, this, and this in order to do this one function. We don't print those anymore. We only send them via email. Yeah, right. Everything yeah, is ticket just, stubs are gone. You got to get your ticket on like a cell please phone. Please present now. your ticket online on your cell phone. That's your technology that's connected to. It's like you have. It's like, it's a requirement. I said it before. If you're a person in a concert who's trying to sneak into an area that you're not supposed to. Turn your phone off. Go up to the bouncer and say, "Hey, man, my phone died. My seat's right out there." And just give him the saddest eyes you've ever developed, uh, and you'll get right in, according to my friend. And I, you know what? I, I'm pretty sure it'll work. It sounds at least for maybe a couple years because they have to fix that part. Because what if like you really do have that? Which scenario is scary. They're probably on. gonna start stamping people with like more potent ink that uh, goes in your body. Security. The whole, you know, the whole live concert experience is just so crazy, man. It's the one thing too that we still do. We go to those, we go to the movies. So we still do some of the old stuff, but, you know. But the move, even the movie and television thing. What's that? The that has shifted a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The way we watch. Mm-hmm. Remember, only big movies came out in theaters. It was never like I a know. Netflix or a Hulu. Like now something come on Netflix and it has like 20 million views and it's just like a huge hit. And yeah. it needed no so theater. It needed no third party advertising. It's, it's one source. You have to have this. You need to have this. If you don't, it's a requirement. Every, mm-hmm. Technology, I think its biggest goal is to make everything a requirement. Then you just feel like you I know, can't. right? It's insane. And we all fall victim to it in some way. It's and it's what like, it is. Give me your name, your zip code, you know, give me everything. Yep. It's, it's such a bizarre. It's scary, like the Amazon Alexa. Oh, yeah. I've got Google. I like to test Google too. I was thinking about making just like a short, like web series about it. Mm-hmm. Just talking to Google and, you know, asking the most craziest things and getting some of her responses, which is just insane sometimes. Okay. If you ask her, uh, okay, Google, how big is the universe? She goes off. There's a couple of different ones where she just gets all crazy. I love that stuff. I because like- that is, it is going to take over yeah. without a doubt, man. Like your job, like you used to have a Nordstrom, the personal assistant. Imagine the AI personal assistant. The real one. The, like, what would your version of an AI personal assistant look like? I don't think I would want it to look like a person. I think I would want it to be like a mirror or something. Okay. Or I like, like that. a mirror. Oh, that's perfect. Like yeah. a full body mirror that follows you around. Yep. Or it just, or mm-hmm. in a location where you bring your fits and you put it on and it's just like, no, alter it. Oh, Let's that'd be it. the best. Ugh. Let me think what other life hacks I'd like. I, I mean, I really, really enjoy somebody to like shit like a robot to shave my beard into certain patterns and to shave my neck like comfortably and not have to do it myself because of time see i want a robot to clean they got them they got the roombas no 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 i want the whole and the whole house I you're need, talking like dust it like one of those Judy, <laughs> like what is it yeah what if you had an ai called dust it dust and it, it just it just came in and just dusted up your dust shit it, dustin mm. 
Dustin, Dustin. He comes in and he just cleans, cleans it the whole place. Just imagine if you had a robot that cleaned to Ugh, perfection. Everything. So, yeah, like doing the dishes, You'd like really spot on dishes. And also precisely, you know, putting them away after they're dried. And for me, is dust. If you can make a room free of dust, I'm happy. That's, That's what a my good ro- point. They, they, they've replaced going food shopping with Peapod, Instacart, and stuff like that. But they have not yet replaced the somebody coming over like... Dusted Diamond, Dusted, Dusted Diamond, Dusted no. Diamond. That sounds. I think isn't that like uh, what was his name from Saved by the Bell? Dustin Diamond. Is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He wound up. Uh, he went all crazy. He got he, stabbed. Went on like some sort it was of tear. Doing porn at one point. Doing crazy shit. Yeah, oh he's gosh. got. I think he's got a, like a tape out or something. Oh my gosh. But man, what he, he just got so bitter, man. That you know he couldn't do nothing except screech, and then he just lost his his mind. <sighs> midlife crisis. It's a damn shame. That was a good show, man. I remember, like, listening to that stuff intently when I was a kid. It comes back, and, you know, when I watch it on TV now, I can still remember what it felt like when I was a kid. 90 shows. Ugh. It's nothing like them. Nah. You know? And apparently they're all, you know, they're getting rebooted. I just read, actually, t- today that the dude, Jeff Franklin, who did Full House, who's basically, you know, the end of the credits, that's the last name. It says right. Jeff Franklin. He got kicked off the show because he was, like, sexually harassing people and being inappropriate and what? shit. What? And I'm just like, and if I'm misquoting the name, I, th- I believe it is Jeff Franklin, but whatever. The no, it dude is. That's invo- the, right? The dude that's involved with this show was doing stuff like that. Like, you know, it's just terrible, man. I've been talking with um, uh, this this friend of mine, she uh, she was dating the screenplay writer Max Landis. Mm-hmm. Um, I shouldn't even call her friend because that's uh, that's cheating her if she's listening to this because she just is on Instagram, okay? And her story is compelling because this guy I used to look up to was a screenplay writer. His son uh, John Landis directed Twilight Zone, uh, Coming to America, uh, all the hits back in the day. His okay. son became a famous screenplay writer. I write screenplays. I, you know, I looked up to what he said. He made he made like millions of dollars writing this shit whole time, being a sexual predator, doing all this crazy shit, raping some people, and it's just terrible. Uh, yeah, it's terrible when you have that. Like I've never had that before. Where like you somebody you admired. So yeah, somebody you admired because like, like he used to say this thing like eat your ashes, right? Which means like basically as an artist, and you can appreciate this too. Is this like you know when you got to eat your ashes? It means like you know you just you know. I made a mistake. I'm going to, you know, like if you're creating something, you're writing something, you, you got to know when to, you know, rewrite. Don't okay. stick with the shit if it ain't working. Try something new, you know. And I thought that was right. But the whole time, being all bad person, evil. I always say with celebrities and people that are public figures, take them for the surface. You have no idea who they really are, right? Exactly. We see what we're presented. So you get like. It's like very one dimensional, no matter who the celebrity is, no matter how much they tell you, because it's all presented. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. It was all presented to If you had one celebrity that was to walk in through that front door right now, who would it be that you would want to meet? I would that, be. That door right there. It's going to happen right now. I like, look, you see, I looked. I'm like, I know. I know. Maybe it's she's good. on her way. <laughs> it's great. I've seen, I've been a big fan of Rihanna for a while, and I've seen her in interviews, and she seems super down to earth. Mm-hmm. I just watched the thing with Seth Meyers. Mm-hmm. Seth Meyers and Rihanna went day yeah. drinking. It was fucking hilarious. Can you uh, imagine if she just walked in right now and did a song for you? I wouldn't want her to sing. I would just be like, just come sit and talk to me. I'm like so relaxed. <laughs> I'm trying to think who I, I mean, who would I want to see? 
I'm not really sure at this moment. I if mean, it, it changes. It, it, it fluctuates for me. Like I become okay. obsessed with certain bands or or movies or actors or actresses or something like that. But I don't know. Maybe I guess I don't know. I'm happy to see you today come through here. You know, I'll take it. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because you got that panache. You know what I'm saying? Selling that real estate, getting I'm things done. I'm trying. Just trying to. So like going to this place five times, you know what I mean? Like it's your relaxation spot. It's so soothing. How do you kick back? You said you like to have a few drinks, right? What's your favorite cocktail? Uh, Long Island. Oh, you like that, man? God, uh, I get the worst hangover for that. Uh, Yo, have you ever listened? To, okay, so if you haven't or the listeners haven't right now, I mean, if you got the means to try this, go YouTube Russell Crowe's uh, Hangover Cure to Ed Sharon, the artist. It's on YouTube. Hangover Cure, Russell Crowe, whatever, type it in. He's got this ultimate cure that apparently just kills it all, involves tequila. It's one whole one whole bottle of Patron over ice, and you uh-huh. just keep repeating the process, shaking it, icing it, watering it down with different various things, juices. All right. And apparently it enables you to just drink and drink forever. My question for you, what do you do to combat a hangover? I don't get hangovers. You don't at all? I ever? don't. I've probably had like four or five in my life. Oh. And I only get them. So I I have a real keg leg. Like I can swing drinks. Um, I only get hangovers if I drink something really cheap. So if I'm drinking like. No. If I'm drinking like something like cheap vodka, then yeah, the next day my head might be ringing. But other than that, no. Never um, got sick from drinking? I can count on one hand. And I've had a lot of drinks over the years. A lot of drinks. Man, I'm, I'm so so envious. I have a hard time drinking because I puke. Oh no! Yeah, man, I get all. I get. I like the once the party starts. I love the party, but then I just puke, so it ain't worth it. So I don't really drink much anymore. It just gets. I can go. When I do, I got. I got to stick away from the liquor. I used to love it back in my twenties. You know what I mean? I used to drink whiskey. Uh, I used to drink whiskey. You know, and uh, get crazy with them Jamesons, the picklebacks. You have a pickleback? No, I haven't. Take a shot of Jameson, then take a shot of pickle juice afterwards. Ah. You think it'd be crazy? It's amazing what it does. Okay, keep that in mind. No, my drink. I I I like whiskey. Um, Jameson. The thing with Jameson is, for me, it doesn't hit me right away. So then I'll keep taking shots, and now I'm like on shot seven, mm. and then it's like, oh, y'all not hot. Yeah, you get that feeling, like, that boom, warm feeling. Now I'm drunk. Uh, you can't. Yeah, you can't drink that in summertime though. Without that, that's, know, that's I, middle I, of the winter. That's mind. the one good thing. It's about Philly is we got the winter. And the winter, there's certain you know uh, spirits that taste better than others. You know, it, whiskey is definitely one of them when you're freezing. But you know, I think that uh, my favorite drink of all has always been tequila. I've always loved uh, like you know Patron. <sighs> Sometimes Don Julio. I mean, Cuervo is just it's not you know it's that that would definitely give me a hangover. But you know, pineapple juice with tequila. You know, that's just there's nothing quite like it, dude. What do I like? I like cognac and Red Bull. Oh man, I, I had a Red Bull to die. Do you like sugar-free Red Bull by chance? Is that the light blue one? Yeah. I've See, never I li- had that I one. like the way that tastes. I like both. Okay. The, the sugar-free uh, one only has five calories in it, but I like the way it tastes. It okay. doesn't taste what you would think. Okay. But the other one's like more bolder. It's like having like a Miller Lite versus just the classic old Miller, of course. It, you know? I had to stop drinking beer. It sucks. Yeah. Why? It blows Gluten me up. Blows you up. Like. You can see it in my face if I drink too much beer. Um, so I had to stop drinking it. But I love dark liquor. I love a nice glass of cognac, like maybe four shots, two shots of Red Bull, put it on some ice, let it get chilled. Mm. Ugh. Ugh, and I have to work tomorrow. Damn. 
Yeah, we record these on Thursdays. And, but uh, I love cognac. Cognac gets you. Cognac takes you to a good place, and it's more year-round than whiskey. I'll never Whis- forget the time I saw. It was like right after. Um, I guess it was like when the exhibit was at like the height of its su- success, after the Chronic came out. The, okay. You know, and like I, he drank an entire bottle in less than maybe seven and a half seconds on stage, and it was just the most miraculous set ever. Performed for only 42 minutes, and I wish that he still still toured. I don't know why he made me think of him now, but he was really good. He played at the TLA, I think, in like 2003. I like the TLA. Me too, man. I do. That place is I fun. I went to see DMX a few months ago. It was really good. Uh, what was that like? It was good. He but was actually really good. He is good, man, you know? I, you just never was know. Was he smoking on stage? No, he was. Was he? I don't think he can smoke much anymore. No. Because he's got problems with his, um, yeah. his lungs. He's done a lot of hard things. But um, um, yeah, I saw him there in April. It was good. It was really good. TLA just has such a vibe. It feels like you're going like to your first concert. I played there um, three times. One okay. time I opened nice. for uh, OK Go. Okay. Remember that band uh, with the treadmills? Okay, I actually I shouldn't know that, but I actually them? do. I'm a little more cultured. Yeah, so I opened up for them, and uh, the band were a bunch of dicks. The drummer was cool, but the the lead singer. He was like in a tiff with my drummer. It was quite funny, but um, I also opened up for uh, Perry Farrell from Point of Repires there, and that was a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah, and to see the backstage of it, it was just amazing. That's the thing about Philly is it's it's crazy, man. Like the properties, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? They're all so different, you know. And it, Philly, Philly's got so many different places you can go. It's definitely very. I think me when i did new york i did new york for like a year and a half and i was living right on the river um in jersey so it would take me five minutes to get to new york and you don't realize how mm-hmm. much culture is here until you step out yeah philly has a lot of flavor it does mm-hmm. it's got a lot of flavor i always tell people that i'm like when i was a kid and I, that's why i went to school out of state i was like oh, i'm out of here philly sucks you haven't been out west yet i have uh have you ever been to like uh oakland I've not been to Oakland. Oakland is just it's 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 like Philly by the other ocean to me. It just it felt the same way, like okay. a lot of flavor. I spent a little time there, and then in San Francisco, and um, yeah, that part of the world, man, it's so old. Like that side of the, it's weird. Mm-hmm. It feels like that part's older than this part. <laughs> it's weird, like the landscape. Okay, but if you can go anywhere in the world and afford any vacation, where are you gonna go? I can go anywhere. Right now, the um, Maldives is high on my list. Wow, man. Yeah, yeah, I've heard about that. What makes you want to go up in there? It's just beautiful from what I've seen. Everybody mm-hmm. gives it really good, um, like, gives great feedback. Um, that would be one. Um, say, do we want to go um, to Bali at some point? Indonesia? Yeah. yeah. I hear really good things about that. I like going places that are, like, hot and tropical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to go somewhere and it's cold. Like I'll mm-hmm. go if I have to, but I'm, we're not spending ten days somewhere. Going cold. somewhere where it's cold is just ridiculous. Really, no, it's horrible. It's not per- yeah, it's not worth it's the worst it, thing you know? ever. Oh my gosh, I'm going to leave my climate and go somewhere colder. No, absolutely not. Mm-mm. But no, I love anywhere that's um, tropical. Um, I do want to get deeper into explore- exploring South America, but mm. I hear some crazy stories. So I'm like, I gotta get a travel buddy um, yeah. to go there. Um, you can't. I, at one point, I was like, "Oh, I read about Venezuela," and it was like, "Oh yeah, I want to go there. There's so many net, like goods and so many things and mm. so much culture." It was like, "Yeah," and it's on the U.S. travel advisory. They won't come save you if you get kidnapped in Venezuela. Oh wow! And I met somebody born. In I, you Venezuela. know, I think I read that. That's that's insane. Isn't that crazy? That, that happens. Yeah, you're like, nope, we ain't coming. 
they kidnap people there like crazy. It's imagine, so frightening, man. Imagine. Uh, can you us, imagine the torture of just being kidnapped, dude? It's just as an adult, for, as, as a an, as a man. Yeah, yeah. Even as a child, <laughs> even as a child, it's gotta be no. Ter- that ter- yes, the child thing, of course, is the worst because it's like they're innocent. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? They still they have no no cure, no like idea what's going on. Whereas an adult, we're not like we have got, grasped a certain yeah, level yeah. of this is what it really is. So then after all of this, I still and you think it for me. I'm going to say people, I'll freak out for a second, but then I snap right back and I'm like, all right, get a plan together. Don't fall apart. Yeah. So I'll be sitting there in the middle, in the midst of the kidnapping, like I'm really being kidnapped as an adult, as a man. Yeah. You know, no, I'm not going anywhere where I would no, be No, that ain't happening. Yeah. I, that would be like one of my worst fears in general. Not being able to get back to my family, I would freak out. Yeah. I would lose my mind. You know what I mean? They told me that there. I was like, all right, it's off the list. It was like, be really careful in certain parts of South America because... Dominion Republican man, what's it's just so crazy. I'm not going. It's definitely yeah, I know. Like, like I was saying to my wife, can you imagine if like you had this vacation planned for like a year? You knew you were going to, like you invested all this money because it ain't cheap to go there, you know, like need flight, hotel. Yeah, and you go and then like you know, you don't go. You sell nobody's gonna buy it, you know, the vacation on one and, of them websites. And it seems like you know what's also weird? There's mm-hmm. been no response from Dominican Republic. No, I'm. I think I did see something, but I, I do. I have to admit though, it was very, like, ominous and like not like you know withholding. They weren't like saying anything about anything. It's like it's people are strange. dying left and right at the same resort. Something's mm-hmm. going on. It just seems real to me. It's like they're just printing out the story, and it's like the intensity of what it really is. No one's taking it that way. No, like, nobody like except for the families who are experiencing it, and they're all like, yeah. freaking out, like being like, "What's up with that?" You know. It's like one after one. It's it's insane. I, I'm okay. I'm, and it's funny. Yeah, don't that, go there. That don't island there. itself, they have the resorts, but then that's it. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, it's very third world. And it's not that I'm against going somewhere third world, but usually if I want to go somewhere luxurious, I wouldn't think to go there. Uh, I've just always heard it is dirty. So, yeah, it's a shame. You know, the island itself, not the people. I don't want to come up. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, some places you know, in poverty. It just sucks in general that that exists still. It's just scary that it's happening at the same place over and over again. I would be freaking out like, mm-hmm. at this point. I don't care if I did pay for a trip. I'm just not going. Like You know what I mean? $1,500 is not worth me going somewhere. Nah. For your life? Yeah. No. Nah. Nah. So I'm worth a little more than 1500 <laughs> So let's flip it to some positivity. What, uh, what else are you looking forward to this summer? I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to trading my car in. Man, what you looking to buy? So that's the problem. So I have an SUV now. I have a large SUV. I have a Dodge Durango. It's like blacked out. Um, What I want to get is a Range Rover Sport. Nice. Um, It's not so much the ability to get it. I'm just trying to come into full of what my new car note's going to be. I can afford it, but I've never paid that much for a car. So it's like, you know, Mm -hmm. even though it's like I can swing it, I don't, you still got to be used to what you're going to be swinging. And it's a jump. But um, I either want to get one of those. If I don't, I'll probably get something um, like a Tahoe, like a Chevy Tahoe. Tahoe or a Ford Expedition. I like them big. Yeah, so. you like them big. Yeah. And my SUV to me has three rows. And I'm like, it's kind of small. So um, if I had it my way, I would get like one of the large ones. But if I'm just going to go all out luxury, probably mm-hmm. be a Range Rover Sport. Yeah. And I want a blue one. That's what's up. Yeah. Blue. So. I never had a blue car before. Never had one. What mm-hmm. co- what color is your car? My uh, car my car now is black with uh, um twenty inch black. What was your wheels. the color of your first car? My first car was black. My wow. First car was a Pontiac Grand Prix. Mine was blue. 
What was your first car? Toyota Terso, ah. eighty-five hatchback. Four, four I could door put or two the, door. I could, I could put the. It was a hatchback, two door, and I could put the seat down. You know, in the back, it was great. Oh my god! I used to whip that thing around, man. It had like a leather, like a uh, steering wheel to it. I used to. <laughs> they used to call it the whip, man. It had some good traction. <sighs> they don't make cars like that no more. I, it's a shame because I know how to take care of a car back there. You know, and like uh, in the nineties, and uh, let it overheat, messed up that radiator. And just messed up the whole thing. Mm. That's just the thing, too, you know. First car, I, my Grand Prix was black, and I bought the car for like a thousand dollars. It was like my first little car. And me and one of my friends went to hang out, and when we went to go hang out, I found five hundred dollars in the car. Oh wow! Dead serious. Um, so it was like the best day ever. We just like balled out. We just. <laughs> Like, literally at, like, 18, just balled out and was just doing dumb shit, of course, because I'm 18 and as smart as I can be in the head, the money in front of you, you change. Um, I loved that car. It was called Black Magic, and it was just, like, uh, rode it to the wheels, fell off. Black Magic. So, my car was called The Whip, and yours is Black Magic. So, Black Magic and The Whip. That yeah. sounds like, you know, so, so sounds, sounds like, like a comic book, a movie, band. It has comic book vibes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You like comic books? I haven't read them since I've, like, in some years. What but was when your I was character, kid, yeah, when you were a kid? What comic books did I used to read? I used to buy a lot of Spider-Man comic books. Oh, you like Spider-Man? Did you watch uh, the movies that came out? Did you like the new Spider-Man? I used to, but I haven't watched the recent ones. It's hard to make it to the movies. It's it so is. hard. It is. When I was younger, I just felt like if I wanted to go to the movies, I'd just go. Now, mm-hmm. it's like, to go to the movies, it's like, you gotta plan it. You I really do, be, yeah. I would just be home, like... I'm not doing nothing. I'll just go to the movie, check the time, and be like, oh, showing at 9.45. Cool. Leave at 9. Get there 9.20. Whatever. Now to go to the movies, it's like, I know. let me plan it a week in advance. I don't know if I'm going to be free that day. I don't know. It's because it reverts back to technology. Yeah. What do you, what do you get into your late 30s? And it's even worse. You're just like, oh. They're going to just show the movies at home. I know. You, you, think it, you know how like you have problems with sleep? It gets worse through your 30s. Ugh. and it, it can level out if you, you know. But it's just bad if you suffer from sleep sleep loss. It's the worst. I I, I'm have... the worst. My attitude is terrible. I apologize to my wife <laughs> for my behavior when I don't get at least six oh, hours of sleep. sleep. Oh, I'm terrible. Oh, I am so like out of it. My whole thing's messed up. I'm still this. I'm just like, all right, let's do it. Yeah, for me, I'm just like knocked out. You know, I'm just out for of me, it. For me, I rock out. I'm just like, all right, I'm good. Let's do this. I'm used. To, I'm so used to the five mm-hmm. hours. I'm like, I'm good. I'll wake up like this morning. You got in your rhythm, yeah. Yeah, this morning. Um, today, I went to sleep like maybe one thirty, and I was mm-hmm. back up 6.42. What's up at 6.42? Why you get up at that time? It just was random, and I looked at my... Is that what I, your, your clock... Yeah, isn't it weird how like we do that? I do that as well. Mine's like... Uh, what is mine? 5.52, I think, or I 5.51. Like, I feel like if I do that and I look at it, I'm like, oh, 6.42. Okay, I got a couple minutes. Because I'm thinking like, mm-hmm. oh, I really have to be up like 7 o'clock. So it just... It's not quite 15, yeah. You know, but it stretches it out. It makes it feel like, oh, I got a little time. I can just kind of. It is also strange how, like, you let your snooze. Like, the, there's different variants of snooze for me. Like, there's the deep pockets snooze okay. where I'm just out. Or the ones where I'm, like, in between, like, oh, no, shit, I got to wake up. Or the other ones where I'm rested. It's weird. Variants in sleep. I, I refuse to take medication. I used to take meds. Mm. I don't take no meds no more for it. Because it's bad for your gut and shit like it that. It is. And, it tears you know, your stomach line It tears up. your stomach. Um, yeah. And then we hear those commercials. They're just like, yeah, you can take this and you'll be able to sleep. It's not addictive, which is bullshit because it is addictive. Or it's like they side, effects may, side effects may include diarrhea, nausea, yeah. death. It's like. And I'll take it. 
I'll take it. Sure. And this has been approved. And that's the wild thing about our culture too. Is just uh, we take things, you know, just out of faith. Hey, no. I'll take this product. It's always mind blowing. They'll have something that's like for diarrhea, and they're just like, yeah, it could cause heart complications. And da, 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 da. I'm like, I'll just keep the diarrhea. Thanks. So I'm keeping the diarrhea. <laughs> so what are you looking forward to? Outside of, outside of some traveling, I hope I get to go to the beach a lot. Um, Where do you like go to beach? I like to go to Asbury Park. Oh, nice. Have you ever been there? Uh, I have like once when I was a kid, but never since. You should go. It looks. Or, or we go down to like. Uh, Brigantine and Sea Isle. We used to, okay. you know, down Wildwood. You ever okay. been to Wildwood? Oh, yeah. With the roller coasters? I used to go in a lot when I was a kid. That was like, being from North Philly, that was like. Were you uh, traveling? Do you remember Dracula's Castle that was there? Are you too young for that? I, I just remember the, I remember the diff, I don't remember our specific ride, but I remember we used to go there and you would get like the book of tickets. Yeah, the tickets, man. You'd have like a stack, you know? Do they still do that? Nah, today it's just like you get a little card and uh, just swipe the barcode. But back okay. in the day, you used to actually, you know, count the tickets out, yep. you know? And it'd like be I like got this a, one. I, like you, it'd be like you have four tickets in your hand. The ride you want to ride is five. Isn't that nuts? And you're just like, damn, they got me again. Because they would always round it that way. Yep. I remember the tickets when I was a kid. You count out your tickets, you'd be like, "All right, so I got." I'm like, this "What's much. up with that, man?" That is roping them kids. Someone, someone enjoyed that success from that for quite a while. Carnivals, man. <sighs> it's got to. It had to be a fun job when it first was invented. Like, Probably yo, so. I got this great idea. All right, let's get all these carnival rides. You know, and like make something and like travel with it. It and definitely make money. feels like it was a fun. Like I feel like you start working at a carnival or something. It's like the first two weeks is fun, and after that, you're like, okay. Yeah. How do I get out of here? No, but um, I want to go to more theme parks this summer. Last summer, I don't yeah, think I went there. Theme parks are fun. Are That's... you a roller coaster guy? Uh, yeah. I mean, I was when I was a kid. Okay. My son's three, so we're getting to that age where he can start going to like places. So we do want to nice. go to like you know take him to Disney or you know any of the places. Really, I'm down with roller coasters. I do one on the Great American Scream Machine out there when okay. I was a kid. Hercules. I Dooney love... Park. I'm like a I'm like a teenager when I get to the park. I'm like. Yeah, I usually have like my waist pack on. I'm like, cell phones out. We're not doing all this call. Don't call me. <laughs> I, I'm like, I gotta hit the rides. Like, I get really my youth. My you know what I used to love when I was a kid, and I haven't really enjoyed it since is uh, log flumes. You know, when you get that thing. But then I just saw recently in the news somebody got killed on one of them. You see that? No. Yeah, man, I saw on the news and and uh, and somewhere around here in Jersey, somebody got killed on. But I used to love that ride, man. I that in the Jungle Cruise at Disneyland. I, Jungle Cruise, I love, and I, the Pirates before Johnny Depp took over. I just like the ones where the higher the better. I love a good old high roller coaster. Yeah, you like that dopamine like surge. Yeah, you like that rush where you feel like your heart went backwards and it came right back in your in your chest. Did you ever go on that? Uh, I guess it's the Guardians of the Galaxy now, but the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. No. Down there in front. That was pretty cool. Like you get dropped like a couple floors like in an elevator, and it I've really done... it really feels that way. I did a ride you bungee? like that. I've done. Um, I didn't do bungee. I did skydiving. Oh wow! So, like, what was your? Is it what you? It was thought? in Vegas. Mm-hmm. It was not what I thought. Um, I, I'm not afraid of heights, but it was like the last moment when I was with the instructor. I was like, "Shit, it's about to happen." Mm-hmm. That's when I freaked out for a minute. I was cool the entire time. I knew when I went out to Vegas. I've been to Vegas three times, and I went and I was like, "I want to go skydiving. I want to be like, I want to do like the race car driving. Mm-hmm. It's like I want to do a bunch of adventurous shit." And that was one. I was like, "Whew, okay." I was cool until it was like, "Okay, time to do this." I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit, wait, hold on." I had to get it together. But then after that, it was just like a rush. 
Yeah. It's a real rush. I've not been bungee jump jumping. I did this thing at the hotel in Vegas um, called the Stratosphere, mm-hmm. where you get on this bungee jump and it drops I've you seen down. That. I've seen that on uh, yeah. I did that, Jersey but that's not yeah. not quite the same thing. Yeah. Um, the other one just seems really dangerous. That must have been cool. I saw that. I saw that on that that show. Um, yeah, that dopamine rush is just the best, man. When it just goes off like that, you know. Uh, I like a good roller coaster rush. It's yeah. I'm like I'm. When I go, I'm like, don't come, don't hang with me if you're scared. Don't hang with me if you no. If you want to be stopping, I'm like, I gotta mm-hmm. go, I gotta hit the rides. So I take it really seriously. I'm a big fan of uh, haunted houses. I always wanted to start my own. I worked at a bunch when I was a kid. Oh my I gosh. love Halloween. Oh my god, I love that. I worked at two around this area. Um, the the ones I hear are always better. Oh my god, they were so much fun as a kid. The we ones probably, we probably broke some child labor laws too, because I remember working when I was like 15 past <laughs> nine o'clock at night, and like. Uh, I remember like breathing in like the smoke machine, and then the next day just having a whole bunch of black boogies in my nose. Oh god! And like just being all grossed out and shit, you know. But I loved it though, cause uh, I loved Halloween and I love scaring people. <laughs> and it's, it's it's fun. It's fun that people do that still, and they they don't have to use their phones to go through on a house. They have yep. to experience it. You know what I mean? I um, in Philly, being Philly, everybody goes to Eastern State Penitentiary. But I've always heard. Oh, it's good. The ones out in the burbs are always better. Penitentiary is good too. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of years I went where they had like 3D and stuff. It was amazing. I haven't been there probably like four or five years. Yeah, I think yeah. once you go once or two, yeah. you know, two times you've seen it, you know, You've've and that's path. it. You don't you know, have to spend going. all that money, you know. I wonder how much they make in a season. Oh, they make a lot. They got to make at least from all of October. How much is it? Thirty dollars for like, like a low end. It's like twenty or thirty to get you in. Seventy to jump the line. So um, I don't know. What do you think? Twenty. Oh, it's, de- it's definitely a couple. It's definitely some mills. Twenty million. I would say. Hmm. And then prob- like covering like costs and expenses. Like they, they probably maybe- gr- they probably gross about ten million. Probably right, month. and the rest goes up. You can't do that production. And they probably and, you, and see they have the workers. They have the workers, but the insurance purposes. Everybody's probably like contract. It's temp work, so you don't have to do insurance and the burden costs and all that stuff. They're probably. They probably raking in about four to five million after they pay everybody. I think we should start our own house business. Uh, gotta get a castle. Yeah, man, a castle would be the best. Can you find that through your uh, your companies? Be like, like yo, some let's commercial do it. space. Why can't we do it at the Narstown Farm? Over the Narstown Farm Park, there's a couple of buildings that are you know dilapidated. We need to fix one up. It would be perfect. Okay. We could we can even get, if we could make money on it, we can give like you know a percentage back to the community for letting us use it, help people out there. Let us make a haunted house. Give us the money. Call me up tonight. You all know my number. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it sounds like you got a plan in motion. We do. We do. Um, speaking of uh, motions, uh, I just want to say, you know, this uh, last hour has been great. It's been It's awesome. been a pleasure getting to, to reacquaint with you after all this time. Nordy for life, you know. Nor- Nordy for Give life. Give it up for Nordstrom, you know, <laughs> for making these kind of connections, yes, you know. definitely. Making uh, waves across, you know, vast bringing Place energy it, together oh yeah without uh, doubt man and give it up for Lindsay pierce i forgive you okay <laughs> Lindsay. um you know if you want to talk about it too as well you can email me back here and we will settle our differences about the marble on the wall because i still believe that it was just the cut of it okay <laughs> my name's bob dre thanks very much thanks for having me it's been another episode of bobcast <laughs>